what's your network marketing story? If you've been in 90 days or 50 years, you've got a story. What's your path, your journey? What does it look like to this point? How can you make sure that when your story is fully developed and told, that you can make sure that 2021 is an awesome chapter in your network marketing story? That's what we're going to talk about in this session of the MLM Success Podcast. Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, network marketing virtual mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. Hey everybody, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to this session of the MLM Success Podcast. I hope you had a great week. Uh, last night I couldn't sleep, tossing, turning, and I did something I rarely do, but I, I usually will listen to sleep music or something at night. But I, I ended up just flipping on the TV and scrolling through, and I'm not sure if it was on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something, but I ended up watching a movie that was phenomenal. I wanted to share that with you guys. The next time you think about complaining or griping, all you have to do is think back to this movie, and it's the epitome of what a positive attitude is really all about. It was phenomenal. It came out in 2015. It's called My All-American, My All-American. I think it was directed by the guy that did Hoosiers, you know, Jimmy Chitwood, Hoosiers. If you haven't seen that movie, that's another great one. I'll hit it, coach. (laughs) Uh, I'll hit it, coach. Gives me chills thinking about it. He also uh, directed Rudy, uh, which is another phenomenal movie that I hope you've seen, just on the story of determination, persistence, uh, having a dream. It was both of those were just phenomenal movies. But this one I never had heard of, and I highly recommend it. It's called My All-American. So yesterday was the day that we had scheduled uh, Don and I to do our end of year numbers and we try to do our numbers uh at the end of every single month we just we take a day and go through everything all everything and and look at website tracking and uh, all of our different web everything we we do it all but as we were going through yesterday and I realized man 2020 was a really good year for us and as I started thinking about it, I realized that the question that I asked myself probably, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago, how it had really made an impact uh, on last year. And that question was, uh, how can I increase my net worth by $5 million in five years, which is a crazy question, but it was very challenging. And again, I believe that you know, what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve and ask yourself questions that are so crazy and set such great goals that 
Uh, I heard a gentleman say one time, set goals so big that unless God himself intervenes, you're bound to fail. And my thought has always been, well, I'm not going to do much if God doesn't intervene, so might as well set up uh, huge goals, think about huge goals. And that was the question I asked myself probably a couple years ago, and how that one question uh, that I seriously ask myself opened my mind up to an entire new line of thought, entirely different line of thought that led to acquiring three very profitable businesses last year and making some investments that I would have never done, would have never happened if I hadn't asked myself that question a couple years earlier. And, you know, I've always said the quality of our life is in direct proportion to the quality of questions that we ask ourselves and then answer them truthfully. But, you know, that one question led me to the point of liquidating all my network marketing websites, all my training materials, my intellectual property, and then and and circled around right back to the decision to build a team again. And it's really crazy when I stop and think about that, how that one question kind of put me in one direction and led me back around. And, you know, I realized during that time that I love building businesses. I mean, I just do. Uh, I love it. But I really love building teams, which I've said many times is the most challenging business model in the world is network marketing. You know, in a traditional business, you have position power because you're you're able to hire people and fire people. But in network marketing, you're building a volunteer army. And that can only happen when you have when you have the right opportunity at the right time in history and you have systems that 27 percenters uh, can duplicate, that they're in place to help them grow and get what they want for joining the, the program to begin with. So let's talk about your network marketing story. You know, my entire life. From the time I, I can remember, I've always been interested in people's stories. You know, I can remember just a kid growing up in, in Stamping Ground, Kentucky, and wondering how uh, Mr. Hall, John Hall, got into the grocery business. And how did Mr. and Miss Riddle end up in Stamping Ground, Kentucky, when they were originally from Illinois? And why did Mr. Cassidy decide he wanted to operate a funeral home? And I could go on and on and on, but I've always had uh, an inquisitive mind about people, their stories, their background, where they came from, where they're going, where they're planning on going. And and it's just fascinated me. So what is your, what's your network marketing story? And sincerely, I wish I could hear the story of everyone who ever hears this podcast, because I think every story I hear helps me to understand and confirm the predictability of human nature and the the very predictable path to network marketing leadership and network marketing success. And every story I hear gives me insights uh, that I hope will help me help other people that are on this same path, this same journey. You know, and I think about since we started this podcast and even before, you know, all the fascinating people that I have run into over the years 
And, you know, and I, I immediately think about Asborn and uh, Jens Lynn over in Norway, uh, two awesome human beings that I love and respect, and so many interesting people. A lot of you heard Cliff Walker on this podcast from South Africa, as well as uh, Will Zanders in Louisiana. Will Zander. Uh, by the way, Will, if you're listening, sorry about uh, Kentucky finally is getting on track, I think, possibly. They beat LSU Saturday. Will's a big LSU fan. He's from Louisiana. But Kentucky won this weekend, 82-69. to 69. <laughs> uh, But I think about, you know, Biola and Ben over in Australia and Boris and, and Budapest uh, that I talked to yesterday on Facebook Messenger. And, and the list goes on and on and on and on. And I love that, the different people, the different stories, the different paths, and all the people that have come and gone out of my life over the years since I've been involved in network marketing. I think about Cindy out in Seattle. And, you know, I've been around. We've worked together for years on multiple different projects. And I'll also have to think about the people that get misdirected and off track and how many people have come back to me over the years and say, Dale, man, I was plugged into what you were doing 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 18 years ago, and I got off track, you know, which is predictable. The foo-foo does, you know, the interstate, get off the interstate. Let's see if we can find this shortcut. They get down the road and find out the bridge is out. But how many of those people eventually – come back to wisdom of the ages principles that we try to share on this podcast, you know, every single week. And I learned a long time ago uh, that the choice is for me, I can be frustrated or I can be fascinated. And quite frankly, it's one of my biggest challenges, uh, frustration or fascination. Uh, and I do my best to stay fascinated with the decisions that other people make that are totally against wisdom of the ages principles. It, it is fascinating to me. And intellectually, I understand that the only person I can really impact is the one staring me back in the mirror as with you. The person you can impact is the one staring you back in the mirror. And, and I do my best to live the philosophy, you know, I'm going to take care of me for you and you take care of you for me. And I try to stay fascinated, you know, and I try to always learn uh, why people start in network marketing, uh, why they stop, uh, why some people just hang out and are satisfied in a social club type environment but not really progressing, why some people just all of a sudden, you know, break out and run hard, and why do some people never launch? And why do some people get into personal development and some people avoid it like the plague? It's interesting to me. Uh, you know, the lack of personal development in many so-called leaders I probably have talked about. I'll never forget hearing this lady. They were interviewing her on a podcast and they asked her what her favorite books were. And she said, well, really, since college, I haven't been much of a reader. And it, it, some of the things that you hear, it's just mind blowing, you know. And, and then I try to take these concepts and ideas and realities and try to put them into buzzwords that people that know me and, and will understand when I use words like plateau and hurdles and the pendulum. And 
funnels, and I was talking about funnels, you know, 30 years ago. Uh, the whirlpool. A lot of people, a lot of you know what I'm saying when I talk about the whirlpool, and then I talk about the four beliefs and many more philosophies and concepts that I've attempted to communicate in order to help people understand where they are and move forward to get what they want. And the older I've become, the more I've realized that the quality of our life is in direct proportion to the quality of questions that we ask ourselves and then answer those questions truthfully. To their own self be true. So again, I would ask you, what is your story up to this point in time in your network marketing journey, on your network marketing journey? I would ask you, you know, if we were talking on the phone, I'd say, when did you get started in the profession? You know, where do you live? Um, how did you get started with network marketing? How did you get started with the network marketing business model? And I can tell you that 85 to 90 percent of the people that get involved with network marketing are first exposed with a friend, coworker, family member, someone that they already know. That's where the odds are, and it's still where the odds are. Uh, very few come in through cold market. Now, there's more all the time, but many times, People get involved with network marketing with a friend, family member, and then what they end up doing, unfortunately, is just following the quote-unquote leader from deal to 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 deal, and they end up becoming social club members. So I like to find out how people get started. Why did they start? What were they looking for? What were their goals? What were their dreams when they started? It was like you know, I've said many times, I thought if I could make $100,000 a year and not have a boss, life couldn't be much better than that when I first started. And then I, I said, okay, what were your goals? And then how many of those goals have you accomplished? How many have you accomplished? Uh, have you adjusted your goals and your dreams? And and see, some of you that are young, you know, you've been in and young, I, you know, I say three years or less. Uh, you know, well, Dale, I haven't accomplished much. And, and, and then I, I have to go back to this. And this is, this is real important. You never ask how much you're earning, only what are you becoming? And that's from Jim Rohn. Now, if you've been around three years and you're not progressing and you're not earning what you wish you were earning and you're not becoming what you wish you were becoming, then it may be time to pivot. I'm just being as honest as I can be because you don't want to end up one of these people 10, 12, 15 years hanging out in this industry and never progressing. And then I would ask you, have your goals diminished? Have you settled for less than you came here for? Or have they grown? And how long have you been involved in this profession? How many companies have you been with? And see, that's a real good indicator as well, that question. How many companies have you been with? You know, my first 30 years, I was with three companies in my first 30 years in this profession. And there's some people that have been in, you know, 30 companies in their first three years. And that's an indication, too, of possibly they're, they're looking for the foo-foo dust. They, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of indications, but, you know, to thy own self be true. This is not about, you know, it's, it's about helping you become all you can become and, and really getting your mind focused on the proper things. 
And I would say, what's been your biggest challenge since you've been involved in network marketing? And this is such an interesting question. What's been your biggest challenge? Because people say, well, I haven't had the money to advertise. I haven't had the time. I've got kids. And, and, and my thought, and sometimes I'll say it is, what is really been your biggest challenge? Because a lot of times what people tell themselves is just is simply not true because there's people that have children and responsibilities with family that have built huge organizations. There's people that had no money to promote or advertise that have built huge organizations. Every excuse that people come up with, I can give them examples of people that have got beyond that. And here's what I've learned over the years. Usually what they're telling themselves is an excuse, but the real fundamental problem is fear. Fear of failure, fear of what somebody else is going to think about them, uh, fear of loss. They might lose some money. They might, you know, most people are too concerned about what somebody else is thinking about them, really. That's where a lot of the fear comes from. And then I like to ask questions like, if things worked out for you perfectly over the next five years in your business, what would it look like at the end of five years? That's a really good question for people to be thinking about. Where are you going? Where are you going towards? What are you working towards? And then with some people I'll ask, have you attached this is important. Have you attached an emotion to that outcome? And then I'll ask, you know, if things worked out perfectly for you and your business in 2021, I would ask everyone listening to this podcast, if things worked out perfectly for you in 2021, if this became a chapter on your journey that spoke volumes years from now, that this was a year, a special year, what would that look like? What would that look like if 2021 was one of the best years ever in your life and in your career on this network marketing path slash journey? And then the next question I would ask you to think about is what determines how well your 2021 is going to be? What's going to make the difference for you this year? And you know, there's many things. Uh, and number one, and, you know, the, the four most important things I talk about, you know, the four stars have to line up. And the sad but true truth is for 95% of the people listening to this podcast, the four stars have not lined up. They've not lined up. But they're committed to their upline. They're committed to this. They're committed to that. They believe this. They believe that. And sometimes, you know, you know, belief is not it, belief is developed, and sometimes belief is not developed upon documented facts. It's developed on emotions. So if the four stars haven't lined up, that's that's the first thing that's got to happen for you to achieve your full upside potential in 2021. If you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, there's uh, a training uh, video. It's at mlmsuccess.com forward slash the numeral four. 
and then followed by the word STARS, S-T-A-R-S. I've talked about that in other sessions, so I'm not going to rehash that here. But what's going to determine what your 2021 looks like? And for many of you, I know the four stars have lined up. So what's going to determine what's what is the bottom line? And the bottom line, if you're if the stars have lined up, the bottom line on what's going to determine your success this year and how this year looks we talked about last week in session 2017 in session 2007 2217 sorry 217 in this podcast and that question is how many leads did i generate for my business today today and that's the question you ask yourself at the end of every day. And so this is not when you start, you know, this is where I want to go and you start backing it down. OK, this is where I want to be in five years. This is how I'm going to make this year awesome. But it starts with every single day. And, you know, Helen Keller said life is to be lived as a magnificent adventure or not at all. And you got to think big, you know, think about, well, Dale, there's so much uh disruption in the world today. and i i get that i 1000% get that and i had to come to some type of settlement of that in my own mind in my own heart and one of the things i've done this year and i'm going to continue to do is not watch the news just not going to watch it. It, it there's no value there i mean there's only so much we can do so i'm not watching the news and then, you know, I love the phrase, shoot for the moon. If you miss, you're still going to be among the stars. So I've really clarified my business commitments, my focus, my determination, because I want to move forward and I want to help other people move forward. And I've always wanted to move forward, but I've taken everything to a different level this year. You know, my business commitments, number one, is our APL Go team, period. Number two is our Network Marketing Leadership Development Academy members. Uh, number three is our MLM Training Club members. And I'm talking about my business commitments and my focus. And I have other businesses that I'm trying to get as much off of me as possible and eventually sell, uh, which is a major change from where I was, you know, not too long ago when I was going to liquidate all my network marketing assets, but it's APL Go team members, network marketing leadership development academy members, training club members, all network marketers on this journey. They're trying to do it right and build something legit and long-term and make a huge impact uh, on their family all network marketers, and then all entrepreneurial-minded people who are attempting to build their dream their dream instead of somebody else's dream, whatever they're doing. And, and I have relatives and nieces and nephews and people that are involved in different businesses, and, and I try to support them uh, every way I possibly can. Uh, most of the people that I work with in network marketing, whether they're training club members or not not training club members as much as network marketing leadership development academy members and uh, our APL Go team members. I can tell you what their top reasons are. I can tell you what their number one reason is. Because how can I help somebody get what they want if I don't know where it is, what it is? How can you? How can you? You know, I know 
that I wouldn't be talking to you today. I would have never made it in this profession. I know if when I first started, if I hadn't set the goal to create a $5,000 month income so I could get out of IBM, uh, I wanted to take my family to Hawaii someday, and I wanted to know how it would feel to drive a brand-new car, and the company I was with at the time had a bonus car program. And those were my top three. But over the years, I've gone through multiple 20 reason sheets, multiple over the years. And it's real interesting because I can go back and look at some of them. And it's just, it's interesting because I believe in that concept until you know why the how doesn't matter. And I'm also have been very blessed to have a full understanding of the huge trap that there is when your reality so far surpasses your wildest dreams. I understand that, that trap as well. You know, when when someone starts out in this profession, if I can make $100,000 a year and have no boss, and then you're making three times that a month, uh, and, you're, and, and there was nobody that helped me there, nobody that prepared me for that. And it was, it was not easy to navigate. But I have learned now, looking back, and I, I did a podcast about this, you know, I don't know, not too long ago, last 90 days or so, I think, about the real goal is not to become a millionaire. Uh, I think everybody should strive to become a millionaire, as Jim Rohn said, not for the money, but for the person you'll have to become in the process. So I think it's a worthy goal for sure, but the goal is really not even a millionaire because once you get there, then what? The goal is just to increase your net worth in this game. And again, I got into details about that in a previous podcast. So I'd ask you, what is your top three reasons and what's the one reason that's really driving you? What is the reason that's driving you? You know, and I know a lot of people listen, you know, you want to buy your first home, you want to pay off your first home, you want to pay off your existing home, you have grandkids in college uh, that you want to support. Uh, you might want to go full-time in the ministry. I know we have a couple people. That's their goal. Uh, some people just say, Dale, I just want to leave a legacy for my kids. Uh, several people, they will tell me, I want to retire my husband. Several people have told me that. Uh, some others want to get their wife out of their job, uh, pay off their parents' home, buy a certain kind of automobile that they've always dreamed about. Uh, many want to quit their job. And the list goes on and on and on. Everybody here is here for different reasons. Everybody listening to this podcast is involved in network marketing for different reasons. And here's what I want you to understand. This is important. This is really important. This is the, this is the key concept that I'm trying to communicate on this podcast. So don't miss it. Your reasons must become your dreams. Now, let me say that again. Your reasons must become your dreams. Dreams have a lot of emotion attached to them. All success is created in your mind first. You know, it's Napoleon Hill told us what the mind can conceive and believe we can achieve. 
And I'll give you an example an example of this. Some I've probably shared it before on this podcast. I know I've shared it at different live events over the years. But when I decided that I needed to get to $5,000 a month so I could get out of IBM way back in 1980, about 1983, I, I really, really got serious about uh, programming my mind for success. And, you know, I got in and still into um, subliminal audios and self-talk and how your mind is really programmed and how we're all programmed at birth with fight, flight, or fear and a lot of things you guys have heard me talk about many, many years. And I went to the dollar store. I got my one of my bonus checks, and it was the first one that was over 3000 so I was halfway to my go, over halfway. And I went to the dollar store, and I bought five alarm clocks, the kind some of you remember, you're as old as I am, where you, you wound it up every night, and it tick, 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 and then the bell was on top of it, and it would just scare you to death going off every morning. And it, there's no sound that sends a streak up my backbone. To me, that sound of alarm clock is worse than fingernails on a chalkboard. It's worse than fingernails on a chalkboard, that, that bell going off on those alarm clocks. So I bought five of them, and I looked at them, and I had this dream in my mind of what I was going to do one day. And I, I had them on my dresser for over two years until I was able to finally leave. And I've told some of you about the story probably when I left IBM and I told my manager and gave them my notice and all that. And a lot of the people that I worked with on the assembly line had uh, made fun of me for years for coming in every night, uh, coming into work and having a suit in a hanger and hanging it in the back of the assembly line. And then when it was over, getting cleaned up, putting on my suit and going and do two appointments, you know, two or three times a week. And where are you going tonight, Dale? How many people you got selling vitamins? How many people you got working for you? And I, I don't work for them. I mean, they don't work for me. I work for them. You don't understand what I'm doing. Nobody's taking vitamins except you old Brenner and other tree huggers. And just the, the ridicule. Which fed me really. It gave, it fueled my determination. Uh, but I never will forget the day I got there early. I stood at the end of the line, had my suit on. I had a check for over $5,000. And I watched, I'm, at, I'm standing up at the end of the assembly line. I got my red tie, my red IBM tie on in my suit, like, uh, uh, and I'm watching, and I get there for everybody, and I'm watching all of them come in and just scurry around getting ready for their, the day, getting all their parts and everything set up and their work benches set up, getting ready for the bell to ring so the assembly line starts and they start their job. And I'm just sitting there with my arms crossed, just kind of watching them come in. And it was a while before someone looked up and then they looked again and then they thought, that looks like Dale. He's all dressed up. He's got a suit on. And then I watched him. He told somebody else, and he looked up, and he said, yeah, I think that is Dale. And before you know it, the 16 people on my line, 
it had spread. That's Dale. What's Dale doing? He's not at his workbench. Look. And once I'm sure they had all seen me, I walked around to each one of them. I shook their hand. I said, I've enjoyed working with you here. Uh, uh, I realized you guys have been making fun of me for a few years, but, and I hadn't even cashed a check. I just showed them the check. This is my check that I made last month part time, which I know is more than you're working here on this assembly line making full time. But this is my last day. Don't rot here. And I walked around to every one of them and had a similar type conversation. Some of them were good people, but some of them just lived to try to keep me in the great American box, which some of you have heard that training before. And and then I walked out, and I never had a check from a company since that day. But then when I got home that first night, uh, you know, Sunday night, which when I started getting sick to my stomach about Monday in the week ahead of me for years, I I – pulled that first alarm clock out of that box and I said it like I had said it every morning where it'll go off at the last possible minute where I can just jump in the shower, jump out and speed to work and get there, you know, in the last two or three minutes before the time starts, the the timer goes off to start the assembly line. And I set that alarm clock, that new one, like I had done many, many times over the last five years. And Monday morning that thing goes off. And I grab it, and it's ringing. And I pop out of bed, and I go out my bedroom, down the hall, down out my front door, and lived in a split level. So I go down the stairs. There's four or five stairs out my front door, out to my driveway, and just rear back that thing still going off and just throw it and explode it, smash it all over my driveway. And I cannot tell you, I feel the tension going out of my body as I'm telling you this story. So that was on Monday. On Monday night, I took the second alarm clock, set it, 6.38 in the morning. It goes off, same thing. I get up, I grab it, I go out my bedroom, down the hall, out my front door, down the steps, out to my driveway, and boom, all over the driveway, pieces everywhere. Tuesday night, set set the alarm, do the same thing. And when I get to the top of my stairs, I hear my neighbors saying, here he comes, here he comes. And a couple of my neighbors were outside waiting for me. <laughs> and they thought, Dale's gone crazy, here he comes. And I just, boom, didn't say a word to them because they were all either customers or everyone of them had seen the business. And boom, all over the driveway. And I can remember... uh my father-in-law coming over on Wednesday during the day one time. He was wanting to check, make sure that, you know, we had groceries or whatever because they'll quit IBM. And I can remember me thinking, what the heck happened here? Looks like a bomb went off because I had alarm clock pieces all over my driveway. But I did that for five days until I got it out of my system. And But I dreamed about doing that for years, two years before it ever happened. So that's what I mean when I say your reasons must become your dreams. You know, a lot of you know right now, I mean, I've got big, big dreams. And, uh, you know, I want to do a huge event with over 10,000 people on our team in um, 
rubbering in Lexington at the Hyatt over there, uh, down the road five years. And I've thought about that a lot. And I've decided recently, and it really gets me fired up is, um, you know, my family meets every Christmas and we have a tradition that we've had for years, uh, that my mom started where every member, all the grandkids, all my daughters, everybody are sitting around at my parents' house and they hand out this basket and it's got these candles, these candles. And then my dad will usually start, he'll light his candle and he'll talk about what he's thankful for over the past year and what he wants prayer for for the following year. And then he'll light my mom's candle and it just goes around to every member of our family what we're thankful for, what what we are praying for next year, uh, what we want support from our family. And it's just, it's great. And it's something we've always done. And I, I was telling Don this morning, I said, you know, my vision is five years from now after the candles, I'm going to say, guys, I need your attention. And I just want you all to know that we're having a big event for our team at Rupp Arena. And I'll give them the date, what it's going to be. And I want all of you all to be there. It's real important for me. Uh, I'm going to be doing a talk called The Dream Continues, and I want you all there. And when I visualize that happening, sitting at my mom and dad's house, I mean, I can feel that. I, it gives me some emotion. And I've thought about, you know, being on stage and looking out and seeing specific people in the crowd. So I practice what I'm preaching is what I'm telling you guys. And... You know, I understand for my dreams to come true, it all comes down to, you know, well, Dale, how's that going to happen? Well, we're going to have to have to have 10,000 people in an event. And again, I don't know what that's even going to look like five years from now uh, with Corona and all that. But I, and nobody knows, but it does. But I still get a lot of energy and emotion from it. So I'm still thinking about it. But I'm, I'm figuring I'm going to have to have a hundred thousand people on my team to have ten thousand. Uh, that's ten percent, and it, it all comes down to having the systems in place, uh, the commitment, the dedication to help other people get what they want. So, is there a difference between reasons, goals, and dreams? And and when you have dreams, as I said earlier, you attach emotion to those. And emotion attached to your dreams. It's real, real important for you guys to hope that you really think about that this week. Uh, you know, when you're, there's been, you know, many influential thought leaders have talked about this over the years. I mean, that there, there's something in the word dreams, dreams. And it's something most network marketers don't want to talk about, dreaming. And that's all Amway used to talk about. But again, things have changed because we've become a culture that it tends to appeal to the mediocrity in people instead of inspiring greatness. Uh, you know, to end this session, I'm going to share some of those quotes with you that have been said by people over the years. And your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to spend some time this week and attain a vision, create a vision, a dream, an emotion attached to your reasons. You know, Heather Tong said back in session 202 of this podcast that, 
your why has to make you cry. That's a pretty powerful statement. That's a pretty powerful statement. And there's been a lot of people, again, that have talked about this over the years. A lot of people. Uh, I'm going to share some of those just to end this up. I hope you guys are feeling what I want you to feel, what I want you to feel for yourself, for yourself. And you don't have to tell anybody else, you know, but you need to feel it. You need to feel it. Because I can tell you every major goal that I've accomplished in my life, I accomplished it in my mind first. And I think that's a universal wisdom of the ages principle. In our uh, private Facebook group today, uh, I shared a song called Reach uh, with our team members. I just said, this song's always uh, touched my soul. And that feeling is magnified today because I appreciate the uniqueness and the timing of the APL Go opportunity and the number of people. We all have the opportunity to impact. Don't be afraid to dream and reach. And guys, again, I just think this is a universal principle. And, uh, just let me share with you some, what some thought leaders over the, over time have actually said about this. Jim Rohn said, we are all affected by five things, but the most important thing that affects us is our dreams, our ability to see the future. But here's why we don't reach into the future. We're trapped either by regret of the past or the routines of the present. So make sure that the greatness pulls on you. And it pulls you to your future. George Bernard Shaw said, You see things and you say, why? But I dream things that never were and say, why not? Jim Rohn also said, I wish you for a life of wealth, health, and happiness, a life which can give to yourself the gift of patience, the virtue of reason, the value of knowledge, and the influence of faith in your own ability to dream about and achieve worthy rewards. Dreams are the touchstones of character. Henry David Thoreau. You're never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. C.S. Lewis. The future belongs to those who believe in their beauty, in the beauty of their dreams. The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. Eleanor Roosevelt. Do not follow where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path. Dream and leave a trail. Ralph Waldo Emerson. James Dean said, Dream as if you will live forever and live as though you will die today. Tupac, rapper Tupac Shakur said, Reality is wrong. Dreams are for real. Walt Disney said, All our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. What's Walt saying? You got to get past your fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of what somebody else is thinking. Christopher Reeve, Superman said so many of our dreams at first seem impossible, then they seem improbable. And then when we 
summon the will, they soon become inevitable. W. Clement Song said, Like success, failure is many things to many people. With positive mental attitude, failure is a learning experience, a rung on the ladder, and a plateau at which to get your thoughts and your dreams in order to prepare to dream again. Sometimes you have to take a break. You have to take a breath, but you have to persist. You must persist until you succeed. Guys, it's just a universal wisdom of the ages truth. Your reasons must become your dreams. This is Dale Calvert. I hope you'll take action on what you've heard and what we've shared on this podcast. And I'll talk to you next week. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, Wisdom of the Ages training, or answers to your questions.